Mm. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the 187 episode. Um, all right, well, I'm just doing it again. I'm doing it again. Clap it. Clap it off. Let's do it again. Fuck it. All right. We'll do a live. What happened? Ready? Get the numbers the episode. Again. Yeah. Ready? One, two, right three. Welcome back, everybody. Most awesome, man. Brandon and a sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 186 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandon now. And with me, as always, bringing those sultry tones. Most awesome. Most mm, awesome. Hold up. Hey. What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, that? man. Little, little yeah. fighting off. Thanks for podding late with me. Yeah, you got a button. I'm battling. I'm battling, audience. A little bit of the head cold. Commish Jr. Laid up. Laid up. We got them all tested for everything. Ne- oh, it came back right. negative. And the all doctor right. was basically like, it just could be one of the other 200 like cold and flus that are running out there in the world. Yeah. And I was like, okay, copy that. Thanks. Yeah, they're like, it's something for sure. I can see this. It's something. Right. Yeah. We person. don't know what. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Uh, all good, buddy. Well, maybe this, this might be a little like Bledsoe Brady situation where I got to have to just kind of take it over. Just oh, got to kind of run this podcast as the talent. Oh, I man. This would have been much more appropriate if it was podcast 199, kind of like yeah. in the homage of Brady, <laughs> right? You know, and you just yeah. started rattling off all the, the podcast uh, co-hosts that you've had over the years. No, it would have been fine. Like people would listen to me as the talent for like two or three just because it'd be hilarious. Like, I don't know, like trying to watch me like ride a motor scooter scooter or something it's hilarious but eventually like i'll fall off and break my ankle uh it's metaphor and literally yes yes <laughs> that's a twofer. Be like let's go back to how it actually was uh and we're gonna keep it how it actually always is for this one we're doing rip from the headline we're doing nfl week three we're gonna jump into the inbox gonna tackle four of those it's good inbox weeks Ooh. dude ma ma parody tip that's right we're talking solo daddy MA put one of those up. Uh, it's kind of this past weekend. Want to hear about that? Neapolitan Showdown. We're doing best reality shows. And Brandon Diana Gambling Corner says we're going a little late in the week. We're going to take a little peek at what those lines are and let you know around the time you'll see it on Instagram exactly how Brandana is leaning. They're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. Talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read: If you wanna be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. I broke from the headlines. Oh yeah, let's get it fired off a little bit. Feels nice. Does feel nice. Take a walk. Just take a second. Pause this right now. Don't turn us off. Just pause us. Yeah, just rip it. Just rip a air horn. I can tell <laughs> air horn right just, now. Just do it. If it's like a nice shirt you forgot you had, just kind of back in the closet. You're just like, oh, I still got this. Yeah, this nice. This is choice. I didn't know I could uh, do sequins like this. <laughs> All right, guys. We promise we will actually cover some sports in this sports yes. podcast. Yes. Obviously, we'll jump into it. Um, week three. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Because it's the third week of the NFL, or the culmination of the third week of the NFL season. We're starting to learn some things, B. 
Yeah, it's kind of a little bit, especially we kind of talk the gambling side. Some things are taking shape. We see some teams like they, they always talk about, like, if you start 0-2, uh, you know, going to this third week, 0-3 is almost, I think it's like 90% to yeah. miss the playoffs. Like, it's, yep. it's a pretty kiss of death. So uh, it'll be interesting see, now with the extra playoff yeah. spot yeah, to see if that changes it that much. But I don't know. 0-3 is a mighty hole to dig yourself out of. It is. I think you'd have to, I think the big lift would be how many division losses are in those 0 and 3. Like if it's two division losses, like you're kind of eliminating one possibility, but then you're right. I mean, I think we got, you know, with the extra game and the extra playoff team that the odds are, it's not insurmountable, but still puts teams in a, in a weird position. It's been a weird position. Your lions. uh, (laughs) All right. We're going right into it. Going right into it. Uh, so feels everybody clamoring for, I just, I'm in love with the lines. I'll talk about them in Brandana Dana gambling corner, um, playing. Oh, they play those bears next, I got my next one open. Yeah. They play them next week, which next I week. Yeah. That. Yeah. They, 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 they played the Ravens. They played the Ravens. Oof. It took something we hadn't seen before. And ne- I don't never, mean, ever. <laughs> right. Lions bungling. I'm talking about a, was a 68 yard field goal. 66 yard. <laughs> Justin Tucker hit the crossbar. The 68 yard attempt was the insane. Right kick attempt by the by the cardinals and crans crapple hopper you're going back you're getting demoted for that that's a dumb kick anyways going back to the lions yeah no good yeah so so the lions uh at home the ravens come in i mean ravens obviously cooking with gas week two uh just kind of figuring out the chiefs which we'll definitely spend some time talking about the chiefs because of a few ideas there the ravens to me like still a little borderline if they're good or not i mean i don't think you're feeling a lot better about the ravens after this game right i'm gonna have to convert like a fourth and 20 plus like a couple of times yeah like like firing off that field goal and also getting not to mention too, they got bailed out by the refs a little bit on the, the play clock was running down when yeah. Lamar yeah, yeah, had yeah. taken the snap to, to kind of bleed the clock a little, little, you know, I, I know Gene Sanator, whatever the fuck his name is, is kind of, you know, making uh, amends for the, uh, the refs, but you know, it was more than a half Mississippi that that was double zeros. And then he hiked the ball. So yeah, there's some things where it's like let the players play, but there's some things that are legit literal where it's just like, is someone lined up in the neutral zone? Is the clock at double zero? Like you just you gotta blow the whistle. You gotta blow yeah, the whistle. Exactly. So and that and that kept them in field goal range for Justin Tucker. <laughs> who rage and quotes. Oh my god, man. I mean, he he knocked it stiff. You know, shout out Justin Tucker for being a clutch kicker. Oh my god knocks home a 66 yarder hits the crossbar it goes up very rarely do you see that going you know at that angle hitting that way usually it would carry him off or out but not up and in you know what i mean yeah i'm trying to think like i'm no physicist on it but i i totally agree also because unless you're dropping kind of straight down to kind of get that 50 a 50 effect you're kind of flying into it which makes me think it would bounce backwards but again like that's why i do a podcast and yeah yeah i get it spaceships and shit uh, yeah, so they get that. So that's disappointing. I mean, obviously, I think I came in with a little bit more Lions love than you did. When you yes. bummed out, it's just business as usual. I mean, I definitely think on the gambling side, we will see Lions covering a lot. Is there anything promising here? Yeah, I mean, I think like, if you look at the three losses, you know, yeah. you, you, you lose, you get you get buried in the first half by the 49ers, you fight, you, you claw back. Yeah, you, you know, you kind of cut it to eight. Fall back, they cut, they cut off your legs. You cut, cut off your legs, kind of get back out. Yeah, and well, I mean, look, man, sure. Dan yeah. Campbell oh. is is uh, our, you know, maybe the most articulate, but boy, sure. yeah. he fucking he fucking gets. Well, he, he here's the thing. Now he's like, you know, even the hardest irons are forged to steel. Oh, 
God, great. God damn. I love fucking Dan Campbell. Let's go. Yeah. Um, but then and then you come out of the gate strong against Green Bay, dropped it in the second half. And this team you kind of battled, you know. I mean, they're they they don't have a very talented roster. They're also dinged up too. So, you know, even even though they got bailed out by Marquise Brown dropping a couple TDs. Uh, you know, hey, they, they hung with them. You know, it's it's something to to kind of you know you don't want to talk about moral victories, but it's no. something to like. You oh, know, yeah, just it's I like promising. I like, yeah, you want to see that on NFL football Sunday? Like you don't want to see a team with like a shitty attitude doesn't want to be there. It at least feels like week in week out like these guys are going to be clawing and scraped and stuff. And you know what they right. say the the strongest fires are they forged from a match. <laughs> you want to right, get the heat. a sing, a single ember starts. You metal on metal, and we're here to rock. I get two Starbucks coffees, black <laughs> eyes in the both of them. Oh, what a lark. Okay, uh, Bears six at the Browns 26. I think the big one on this, everyone, Cloud Fields, crazy. Fields, good lord. Give me Fields. Second coming of the Bears, like we finally figured it out, uh, rolls out there and just absolutely looks not ready for it. I know one of the quotes we caught is, uh, which I'm sure why he's not out there, like Nick Foles and Dalton, uh, Nick Foles saying to Dalton how. I people feel confident. I don't know if he said exactly this, but whatever. I'm just taking a run with it, so I will too. Yeah. But it's just like this offense just isn't working, which yep. isn't isn't unfactual. Um, is this? I mean, this is just cliche story of like throwing a quarterback out there too fast and a fan base just not being patient until they're ready to play, right? For sure. I mean, they had a total of 47 yards total of offense. The 47 coming from the nine sacks that they give up that they lost 67 yards off. So you have basically one yard of passing offense and 46 yards on the ground. So there's, there's this is, this is an interesting debate because this is like, you know, nature versus nurture a little bit. Is this, you know, but not in that same argument, but in the same, like, well, maybe a better, better analogy. Oh man, I'm going full Dan Campbell right now. Let, yeah, look out. Totally. Yeah. Fuck it, the, chicken or the egg. N- nature versus an owl. Oh, cause we're coming from above. Is it? <laughs> Exactly. Look, are you the lizard king or not? <laughs> Hit me with your best shot. Right, right. But basically it is like, is it chicken or the egg? Is it, is he not ready? Or Stan Orlowski talked about on ESPN. And a lot of people have saying, did fucking Matt Nagy put him in a position to fail? Did he not, did he give a rookie quarterback not enough help? Uh, and they used some interesting stats. I believe like he went back. I think they had like, 20 pass attempts and of those 20 pass attempts 13 of them were with no additional help so no tight ends no backs basically just five linemen against the 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 many blitzes and the superior defensive line of the browns so are you just setting your quarterback up to fail if you're not giving him extra protection which the biggest knock on fields was kind of processing the game and seeing what's in front of them you know why wouldn't you help out why would you spread it so thin and let it like let Miles Garrett go one on one against a Jason Peters who is, you know, supremely old and in and you know not not fit to be a left tackle anymore. Yeah, and that's the chicken and the egg too. I totally agree that is it better to go out there and you know as a new quarterback just start getting the professional reps and figuring it out out there yeah. in the field in real life experience or sideline. I'm still a sideline guy, man, and I, I think we've tackled this in map fixes. Everybody knows my take on it. I won't yeah. exhaust people. But it's like until, I don't know, we get some guarantee with these coaches to get like two-year, three-year deals, which I don't even know if that's the solve, but it's just like I 
I just think you're so much better with, you know, the Aaron Rodgers, with the Pat Mahomes. And those didn't come on to necessarily dog shit teams. I think those were fringe playoff teams. So we might kind of be talking about something else too. If you're just always inept like the Jets, and you're just going to run right. them out there behind like a shitty offensive line. So I, to me, like I, if I had to put my foot down somewhere, it would be like year one, or at least like, you know, the first 14 games, like just sit, just sit and watch how the games play. Even right. if you're on a shitty team, like just get in everything you can between the ears. Well, that's a popular, like, okay. <laughs> like Monday morning, like sports podcaster, like cheesy right. cliche, but yeah. Everything you can behind the ears on the tape and really get that down to set yourself up for the best possibility of your career instead of like losing confidence. Great point. And I mean, you have Andy Dalton and Nick Foles, two yes. competent veteran quarterbacks who know how to be a quarterback in the NFL. You could debate all you want about their talent and their ability to, to like, you know, produce plays on the field, but they know how to, what it takes to be an NFL yeah, quarterback. Be competitive, exactly. So he has a golden opportunity to sit there and, like you said, learn and watch in that environment. Um, but I also think, like, you know, if you're, if you know, it's the old adage of don't tell me what they can't do tell me what they can do right and I don't think Maggie just watching that game really looked at it from like well I'm gonna kind of like I'm gonna I'm gonna build around Justin Fields and kind of like create an offensive game plan that's gonna really feature what he's good at right and, and I just didn't see that. And, you know, spreading him out and letting him just get whipped by, you know, Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney and all the other guys on the Browns defense just isn't a good plan and not going to win you any bonus points. Yeah, there's a couple of like situations like that because you look at the situation in Miami, and this isn't my point, but it's a point I've heard that I've regurgitated. But uh, it's, you know, these, these offense aren't necessarily plug and play. And every quarterback, I mean, like a Mahomes right. could go anywhere and start running now, but some quarterbacks are actually built for a system that's going to make them stronger. And it's like, it's what we're seeing in Miami, right? Like they built this offense for Tua to try to like, just get him to maximize his ability. And now he's out. Now Brissett runs into this and it's not necessarily like the same setup. It's not going to be completely plug and play, even though, you know, Brissett has some really good games in Indianapolis. Right. Exactly. Great point. Uh, Chargers Chiefs, baby. So the baby. Chiefs, uh, one and two. Lose a lose a home game in Arrowhead. Ooh. Usually pretty proud on their home record in September. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it is, but it good. Uh, some <laughs> early turnovers and stuff. Like this, I'm trying not to go overreaction, but I honestly want to ask it. Like, are the Chiefs in trouble with their defense? Like, I know this one. This one's a little bit more like some ints, and I think you got. You got a little bit behind it with a with a really good football team, but the football team that does have a good That's, offense, not as good as yours, but you kind of get in that situation when you slip too far behind where everything's got to go right for you. Even though the Chiefs were able to take over that lead again, that defense, when the defense, when the offense feels confident enough to go for it on like fourth and eight or fourth and nine, like whatever it was that they closed out that game with, it was just like shit. Like people are really no respect for this chief's defense and it, there's a difference between like our defense is our weakness and like our defense is a fucking dumpster fire yeah it's our liability and i think i think that's a good point is is, is you know against a middling offense right or an offense that might not even be as dynamic like a ravens maybe you can get away with that right whereas like a chargers offense justin herbert can sling it and yeah. Austin Eckler is a, is a talented running back. And they've got a couple other young guys back there and they have really solid wide receivers. So, you know, it's not like I can, all right, we'll, we'll just take away Lamar Jackson. And then, you know, the offense is going to sputter. There's, there's plenty of guys that can carve you up with the chargers. Um, you know, I think, 
I, I think I think we're right there on the defense. I mean, I think it's going to have to be. I think this is like a great wake up call for the Chiefs right now. You know what I mean? Because I think that they're. I don't want to say overly confident, but I feel like it's like, you know, when you're, uh, you know, like when you're a uh, a basketball player that you're like, just roll the ball out. We'll fucking yeah, exactly. do this. We'll get it done. I think it's you know what I mean. Sure. You know, and it's just like, yeah, we can, we'll just get it done. They're they're supremely confident, and rightfully so. They should be. They've earned it. But a little bit starts to happen when that talent isn't quite as as equal to their confidence level. And the defense, I don't think right now is playing at that level where they should be all that confident and be like, oh, we can, we can miss a play here, miss a play there. You know, if someone forgets an assignment offensively, it's like, no, they have to play lights out offensively in order to give themselves a chance to win. And that's a tough position to be in, even when you have Pat Mahomes. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think that's what it is. I, what I was trying to think, I was like, what makes it feel different this year? And I was like, oh, we knew the Chiefs defense, like, wasn't great or wasn't lights out like the last couple of years on their last couple of Super Bowl runs, but it right. wasn't to like this level of like, Oh, this is the worst. They have the worst defense of the league is what we're looking at. Pretty close to it. Yeah. And then when you've got, you know, you gave up a couple sacks, you know, your QBs hit seven times in the game, you know, yeah, what a I mean? bit of a so, turn, like fumble, like there's a little fumble thing that that'll ultimately like correct itself. eventually. Yeah. One of those INTs was a tip, you know, I mean, it's not too often that, you know, Pat Mahomes is going to throw two INTs. I'd be more concerned with like, you know, we've, we've talked about this too with the chiefs. It's like, they can, you know, high volume run up in the field and, you know, score in two minutes and be done and get you right and have quick scores and just be right there in there. Yeah. I think they're going to have to learn how to like play with pace to protect their defense a little bit. You can't have a, a, a 90 second drive and yeah. then roll your defense right back out there. Yeah, so that's going to be a lot more running the, like the game. They, I, I wonder how that, ad, how they adapt that. Would it just be kind of more like, more like bubble screens, like still kind of like maximizing the arm and keeping the defense honest? Then, I mean, I guess they can kind of get this run game going. It's just, I don't know. I've been kind of like not impressed with yeah. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and I guess if the holes are big enough, like it doesn't really matter. But I makes me a little nervous. He's a little small. Like he just kind of seems like that, like that blueprint for like ball control. That's ultimately what we're talking about. It's if you don't have a defense, your margin for error on these turnovers will absolutely kill you. Like it's a lot more, it's going to hurt the chiefs a lot more to be down like one or two turnovers. than it'll be like the bucks. Cause we saw that like the bucks like lost the turnover battle by three against that, you know, that Dallas team but they were still able to win that, like that opening night. So yeah, just examples like how a good defense can keep you in there. Absolutely. Uh, all right. That's a great point. Dawkins and Giants, baby. Baby. Awesome Chiefs. No, no, no. That's it. You're all good. I'm all good. Uh, um, you know, you know me, baby. I know. You can go with it. Uh, not a lot of Dawkins. I'm just saying my boys. <laughs> my boys in black. The Falcons are back for sure. Rocking back on the map. Matt Ryan walking in with some swag. Don't sleep on them, man. They're gonna have they're gonna have that like that forty eight to seventeen game. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but, but it will happen. They always have it. Like it will definitely go down. And if my gambling has anything to say about it, it's gonna be next week. Baby, <laughs> all right, Bucks at Rams. Uh, Bucks at Rams. I would say early game of the year um, for sure. Trying to see what we need to know about the NFC right now. I mean, we already knew that the NFC West was the toughest division in football for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I don't. I. I guess I'm always like, just by this point, Tom Brady earns the respect until he shows you otherwise. I thought he wanted to go undefeated. I thought he could just kind of like will this stuff. It's a big ask. I think the Rams had looked, you know, uh, 
slightly prone to a good defense, like a little exposed, like in that Colts game, the Colts were really kind of able to slow them down like that second half and get themselves back in there. But just wasn't the Bucks day for whatever reason. These guys will meet up again, so nothing totally early. But uh, I mean, I think right now the case for these the two team, the two best teams in the NFL has been made. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, it, you know, watching that game was was exciting. I was impressed actually with how good and strong, like all the way around, the Rams defense was in that game. You know what I mean? I, I think uh, obviously we always we know about Aaron Rod or Aaron Donald and J- Jalen Ramsey, but. Some of those guys made some some decent plays there throughout the game. Taylor Rapp had a couple great plays. Hit a hit a tackle that Keyshawn Vaughn should have broken, and he made a shooting tackle. It's a nice pickup, good, but it was a huge would have been a momentum shifting TD for the Bucks, and he came up with a shoestring tackle. Um, so it's interesting. I do think like the running game of the the Bucks needs to get figured out. Like, are is it? You know, what, what is Fournette going to be the guy? Is Ronald Jones going to be the guy? You know, some of the, so one of those guys. You think unlike the Patriots, like it is important for them to get a little momentum with a guy, like have somebody yes. be the guy and not do like straight platoon. For sure. Well, they had, they had, they had no momentum in that game and I get it. You know, the, the Rams defense is, is pretty solid, but I, you know, the Tom Brady at 44 can't throw the ball 55 times a game, every game. You know what I mean? And yeah. you need to get some, you need to get some, some carries out of there and just, just set up. I mean, Tom Brady loves play action, but no one's biting on the run. If Leonard Fournette is scratching it out at two and a half yards of carry. So, uh, so the Packers beat the 49ers in the night game, uh, given Aaron Rodgers enough time and just made two. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is good. We get it. Uh, two big time passes to kind of get him in the field goal range and knock that through, which is good. Cause I ended up falling asleep against this game and I definitely had the Packers money line. So sometimes it's nice to be able to, I need to come up with a word for it too. I was trying to describe it to like Matt and Joe, but that feeling you get when you bet on the game and you wake up and you know, the game's over and you're like scrambling for your phone to look up the score and just like that three <laughs> seconds of heart attack before it loads up, like trying to remember exactly who you had. Um, you and I were both low on this for 49ers team. Yes. Uh, you still feeling the same? Um, yeah, quite honestly, because I don't know if we've totally learned a lot. We've basically seen like, you know, w- like three good quarters of football from the Green Bay Packers, maybe four in this season so far. I mean, the second half against the Lions, they were pretty lights out. The first game against the Saints, they were dog shit. And a couple quarters in this, you know, they, I think they came out pretty strong. They looked pretty dominant. And then they let San Francisco back in in a big way and had a rally from behind in order to, to win that they should have, they should have blown the doors off of San Francisco. I haven't seen a consistent game from this green Bay Packers team yet. Yeah. It would have been good to see that. You're right. And um, yeah, with the NFC West over there, the 49ers, I, I was feeling this, like a lot of people like the 49ers wins division or in second, but you know, they're in third right now above those Seahawks that got, yeah, I mean, the Seahawks are just kind of, they'll be in games. They'll scratch. Like, it's just not their year. I just think there's too much talent in the NFC this year for them to make like an honest run, especially at the division they're coming out of. This is a classic, like Seahawks. We got our hearts broken against Tennessee last week. And then we fucking just shit the bed. Yeah. I mean, shit the bed. Yeah. You can't sleep on that. Sleep on that. Um, yeah. Bikes team. I don't know how I feel about the bike. Yeah. Guys, let's, go bikes. Let's, let's go bikes. Let's go bikes. Let's go, Mike. Um, all right, let's hop into that inbox real fast. Ooh. All right, like Spencer's. Um, in the 80s and 90s, malls had the racy pop culture store Spencer's. Some are still around. 
You know the store we're talking about here, bro? I do know the store we're talking okay, about. Cool. Not not well, but I do know it. Yeah, I didn't know if it was like regional, but you know what they are. Like like a Gazooks. Right. Like, uh, when you're a kid, what were the five reasons you would go to Spencer's? Okay, well, five's a five. lot. <laughs> it's a big number. As I was, you actually don't see these emails beforehand. I just kind of, I shoot them at you just to get you yeah. off. I prepped for this and it, it took me like a solid like 12 minutes to get to five. I'll read mine as you're kind of putting it together and maybe you start kind of building the map in your head in the store, seeing what items you want to grab. Um, on my fifth is uh, a traffic light to hang on the wall. Just one of those plastic ones. Yep. That was just looked exactly like a traffic light for no reason. I'm hanging that up because apparently I'm a huge fan of traffic lights. So I had that for sure. Nice. Um, Got to get my lava lamp on. That's like oh, you went lava? Yeah, high school staple. I had to go find that. Um, black lights and black light accessories. I'm talking those candles. I'm talking those posters. All the little things that we would react to those black lights. I, I, yeah, I went, when, I, when I started just rapid fire making this list, black light was on there. Black yeah, light. Yeah was the business man that was like you knew how to party lava yeah. lamp felt a little like you're trying too hard black yeah, light lava, means lava like i'm, I'm like running into the to be like yeah you're trying to be grown up and like retro like lava lamps just like yeah then i got this term table too and then i asked to see like my dad's like death leopard records just like all right relax right you know, right, like, right right yeah he took like his his cowboy cut style like flannel shirts and it's just like all right kid of the 70s relax you're 17 um <laughs> I got chain necklace. Got to get one of those new necklaces. I think they were all like $12, right? And they had like, they had like the silver and then just like different little colored beads between the silver. Oh man. Did Spencer's. So this, this will. This might not be in Spencer's. This necklace thing might not be in Spencer's. I might be conflating Gazooks and Spencer's. Oh, well, please, by all means. But five is a lot. Get your shit together and don't put that on Spencer's name. Okay. I'm going to give you four at Spencer's and one at any other One Gazooks. One Zooks it up. (laughs) Just give my zook on. But would, would would Spencer sell the puka shell necklace? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, it's kind of yeah. like that collection they had up front. They had like the little bracelets. I mean, nothing was over like 12 bucks, but it, you know, it was so it was uh you wouldn't get this from like you would get it from the buckle where I worked, but I would get like the lucky t-shirt, like the like uh let's just say like uh an orange lucky t-shirt. So it's Ooh. it's kind of it's navy, but it's got like the orange right wait, there. Wait, wait. Oh, I see what you're saying. The lucky's navy or the lucky's orange. But the, yeah, the, the luck, shirt yeah. is navy. Okay, all right. Look, yeah, I thought you were. I thought you were real peacocking. Too much orange, orange shirt. Maybe too much orange. Yeah. Yeah. Too much orange. And then the silver chain. It'd be like, whoa. Yeah. Okay. Let me finish. Yeah. So and then you got that tucked into the jeans. You have a flannel, short sleeve or long sleeve, not real flannel, but just like the sure. buckle flannels that. And then that would have like the orange and navy in it to really get that orange to pop. Oh. Yeah, and then you would yeah. have the necklace that would have like little orange beads on it. Just kind of pull what? Whoa, coordination. Look at oh, yeah. you. Oh, yeah, bro. Look at you, man. Mm. Styling. Mm. I guess can't see my head moving right now, but yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm feeling some 19 year old me. Um, and then birthday gift for birthday friends, because I think they had like whatever the silly gifts were. I yeah, mean, like the, don't they have like the t shirt, the like the FBI female body inspector shirts? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly what it is. That's it. You've nailed the story perfectly. Yes. Okay. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. That's the shirt. You know, I love that. I love the the drug. Like a, like a Ren and Stimpy deck of cards or something. Like, yeah. We're in this realm. I, I, I also put down there, are we getting movie posters or like posters for the walls here? At, so I know, at I know the black light, the black light posters for sure. And yes. it probably like, I don't think like, Probably not the college poster, not the Jim's Belushi with like the college yes. on his shirt. But the Bob Marley rolling a J. Oh, the um, you definitely get like the Christina Aguilera like in the sand 
Like oh, okay. Dirt, like, Do you need you know, a body? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're pushing those envelopes for, for sure. Do you remember that was the one thing that I would definitely I would find I would be enamored by the setup, the display. Of Christine the big, Aguilera. Her too. <laughs> I gotta rubber the white right way. But no, just the, the the whole setup of like scrolling through. Oh yeah, those big ones. Yeah, the yeah, metal yeah. is just like click, click, click. Yeah, because one I think one little corner was actually they had the black lights turned on too, so you could kind of. I mean, the regular light pollution from like the store lights, like sure. the fluorescence was still in there, but you get a little idea and be able to hold up and see how it reacted. But, but they certainly didn't want any seventeen year old coming back and be like, "This did not pop the way I thought it was gonna on no, my no, on my no. wall for black light." They're like, "Well, should have gone to the display. You seen it right there <laughs> in, the, the in living color, right there by the lava lamp." By the love it does work in the black light. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm right there. Good I my in. I intermix mine in with yours. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, we shuffle them up like good deck of cards. Um, all right, homie, who's the greatest hometown hero athlete of all time? Oh, athlete. Wow. So this is a good question. So we throw some coaches out. So I mean, you almost you could maybe make a case for Greg Popovich, but you want to kind of have somebody that's like active in the community. Like it feels like a LeBron James. The only reason I'm a little off of LeBron James is because like he's not constantly there, but it does seem like born in Akron high school in Ohio drafted by the Cavs number one originally. Yeah. Yeah. Championship. Like, I think, you know, there's like LeBron James, like athletic center or whatever. Like, did he donate also when he did like all the proceeds or the advertisement proceeds from the decision went to like i feel like boys and girls club of akron yeah Yeah, he also he also set up a charter school as well too uh in the the i I think it's called i promise academy i'm not sure i don't remember yeah so you need kind of that community stuff and i know there's some there's i mean i'm sure more than a lot of dudes that aren't exactly like you know shouting it from the rooftop that you know they're giving them money on stuff but you always see like little videos of i don't remember who it was like DeAndre Hopkins or something in Houston, like going around just on like toy runs during like seasonal time. So there's all, I mean, I wish, you know, this might be a good opportunity to like pay attention to that. I mean, I wish I knew like dudes that were talking a little bit more the community. It just seems like with the level LeBron James is and the, like how much he's been involved throughout his entire career with, you know, that just that area of Ohio, it seems like it's gotta be him. And the, and the, like the money he's able to generate to actually make like, like uh, big things happen. Yeah. Um, Great point. He's probably like number one, like most prominent athlete, most uh, supportive of, I shouldn't say most supportive, but very involved in his community, but also like probably the top athlete in his profession. I think another good like hometown hero going back to like what they do for their community, uh, Marshawn Lynch. If you remember Marshawn Lynch, big Oakland guy. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. goes back to uh, Oakland all the time, likes to give out turkeys in the hood, calls Nino Brown, you know, his skills. He loves going back, playing like football with like high school kids, going back to, I think to uh, Oakland Tech uh, High School, plays with them, like went to Cal. You know, he's a huge like Bay Area guy and like really represents Bay Area. So I think, you know, that that would be a good hometown hero never never played for like a you know the rate well i guess technically did he play for the raiders he played for the raiders didn't he yeah he finished yeah. His career with the raiders yeah that's right okay so we made it back home there uh, boom nailed it nailed it got it i say the last one which this is a little bit more from the hometown but just watching the doc i uh, watched the documentary really made me um uh just kind of like get to know the dude better about like his actual move when he went to play um 
in China. That's Stefan Marbury, like just how he got integrated oh, yeah. in that community over there. So that's a little less hometown hero, but it feels like, you know, over there became his home and just like, you know, ambassador to the US game and just like how huge he came over there was like, was wild and how it's still like part like that culture and all those people are like still like a huge part of his life. Stefan Mar- Marbury is such an interesting like character who's had like several arcs of his life you know what i mean and the the china one is i think is is underrepresented but i think like also people forget that he and i had a pair of marberries the tennis shoe but he churned out marberries that he wanted specifically to be like a inexpensive shoe for kids to buy like we're talking 20 bucks in the era where they're paying you know 150 bucks for jordans he was like no i want a like under 20 dollar like under 30 dollar shoe that you can play and, and you know they, they looked all right they were fine but you know good on him for trying to like hey we don't want to break these kids banks because they can't get shoes no i think that's a great point yeah and he was a new york he was a new york guy like just yep. kind of coney island yep. talked about. yeah you can see all the players oh yeah i say they i think they say like ray allen's like i'm playing stefan marbury and he got game like that's yes. the role i basically played like yeah because he played you know, it he, he he played for the rail sp- splitters at lincoln high Oh, yeah. uh, and then Sebastian Telfair came after him was like the next, you know, point guard coming out of Coney Island. But yeah, Stefan Marbury was like, yeah, he was pre LeBron and like, this kid is unbelievable. Yeah. You know, I'm going with that. I think that's a good point. I think the shoe thing, China thing, like just, yeah, the shoe's a great point. I, you would have thought that would catch on too. Like other athletes would be like, let's do this. Let's find a way to make an affordable shoe. But I do think Shaq did something similar to that? With I think his, he did. Yeah. yeah. I think he did. Yeah. Yeah, because well, I mean, I think there's like forty dollars price point or right, exactly inches. affordable. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's there's like, just a way to do it to where it's still like you you don't want to skimp on the actual like materials it takes to make the shoes. For sure, right? Exactly. Um, okay, great email. We got one more. Um, Jake Paul retiring from boxing. <laughs> um, <laughs> these are the darkest years in the history of the sport. Prove me wrong. Uh, darkest it's an interesting i don't know darkest i don't know if i can co-sign on that yeah i think there was because i feel like there was a time when we weren't getting a new heavyweight and everyone was kind of hit to the fact too that it was just like dives were happening and everything and you just like you couldn't you couldn't just trust the system you couldn't trust like who was like overarching kind of like uh what you get a little bit with like fifa now it's just like who's running the asylum like who's in charge of this thing like it seems like i don't think necessarily are we getting the greatest boxers of all time? Of course not. Is like Jake and Logan Paul anything better than like a really good amateur? Like, and that would be saying a lot, I think. Like, I don't even think you could get to shitty pro. I don't know enough about boxing to say that, but let's say they're great amateur shitty pro level. It's still the most anybody's been talking about boxing in the last like 20 years. So it's just like what For sure. you want from the sport. Like it's, if it's entertaining, like unfortunately the Mayweather one wasn't, but the one after the Mayweather, I thought it was, it was interesting boxing match. Like if people are evenly matched and they know what they're doing out there, it's, you know, boxing is fun to watch, especially when you get a little bit more of take away this strategy that I'm going to implement over like 12 rounds just to try to win on the cards. And at least like go out there and see people try to like knock each other out. Like I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, I didn't, I saw the highlights from the Ty Woodley, but Ty Woodley went in there. He's again, he's not a boxer. And like, you know, the everyone, the Logan Paul, uh floyd mayweather fight was definitely like that one we saw the the hand a little bit of like what they're doing like they really Absolutely. built up the hype and yeah. then mayweather was like i felt, felt like wwf shit yeah like yeah, it's yeah. just like we're gonna script this out we're gonna like i'm gonna grab his hat like and yeah 
no one's the wiser and we're getting a fat payday. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, but I will, but your point is spot on where this is more talked about, more relevant, more <laughs> eyes drawn than like back in the day when we had the Klitschko brothers who all we wanted to see is the Klitschko brothers fight and they refused to fight each other which and then all the belts that are split you know the era of like chris bird who was like the flint guy you know we didn't have like a great american heavyweight either so the the sport itself was really kind of dying and it's and i don't like to dole out praise to the paul brothers too often no no no, no. Yeah, but i but i would see like smart on their part for finding this like asset that is like diminished and they could they can't go in and fight MMA. They're gonna get fucking destroyed. Yeah. But if it's stand-up game and they're relatively athletic, I think Logan Paul, the one that fought Mayweather, was like a college wrestler before he dropped out to be like a Vine star or whatever. So I mean, you know, maybe they got some athleticism. Now they have enough money to train on a regular basis. To your point, being like a shitty amateur boxer is but I have, you know, 17 million followers, I can parlay this into something and i can you know as long as i'm don't get overly risky and you know you know get my you know clock clean by a real fighter if i knock out nate robinson who just did fucking train for that fight exactly it, it's a win-win yeah it's not like we have like you know but boxing like tanya harding or whatever right. like back in the day like this is actually like there's at least like seems to be some sort of respect for the craft of boxing on their side where they're actually like training for these things because i mean these guys are so famous they could just be you know taking a little bit of the um what seems like a little bit more of the route uh what's the what's the mma fire name the kind of mcgregor yeah kind of mcgregor like uh i'm gonna party with whiskey and then try to get ready like two weeks before the fight and just kind of like for sure uh, together there yeah absolutely Um, Sweet. Okay. Well, uh, it may it may parody tip and a beat. Bring us to the jam. Alright, buddy. So you had to um, this didn't go with casualties because it feels like maybe the kiddos got a little sick and spread that to you. But you had a little uh, solo oh, yeah. dad time. What's the yeah? Strat? Exactly. I, I thought I won the battle, but they won the war. You know what I mean? They fucking yeah. took it to me. Um, yeah, so I uh, I got the privilege to be a solo dad. Um, Dr. Mrs. Kamish had a run out of town for a few days. Um, but yeah, so I got to I got to be, you know, the end all be all for from like Wednesday to Saturday. It so was actually first, go ahead. Uh, when you first hear that, just like, you know, Dr. Mrs. Kamish, like I got a head out of town don't worry i'll come back eventually like but just as far as like being a dad like what's the first thing that kind of dings you like oh shit i gotta get this fucked up yeah you know i mean here's the thing is it's like so obviously you gotta deal with them like missing their mom and that's and that's for for sure so you gotta you gotta kind of find some some you know fun things and thankfully they still had to go to school so that's gonna occupy some time but you know from five o'clock on uh you know it's uh what are we gonna do so you know Again, I'm a big routine guy. We've we've talked about it a lot. So keeping that routine is like super pizza important. Pizza nights on Friday. Pizza nights on Friday. Yes, absolutely. We did pizza okay. night on Friday. Uh, we did an always ever. So dinner was very important, right? Wanted to have some fun dinners planned for them to kind of just make make it a little bit more special. I usually cook dinner uh, most nights. 
so this night I was like, all right, I'm going to really up my game. You know, no more rotisserie chicken from the, the, the thing. So we did breakfast for dinner. That's a great old dad's oh, staple right there. Favorite. Well, playing to the crowd for sure. Playing to the pan. I got I got cinnamon pancakes, uh, bacon, and then I did. I went I went a little exotic, and I did a, a breakfast frittata Whoa. with a little with a little uh, cheese and mushrooms and some other veggies in there for them. You know, we're gonna try. We're gonna put a little spin. We're gonna put that egg dish on its ear a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Not sleeping. A lot of guys would just go rogue, just go down the center on that. Like not at all. Just right. Just up a little bit. I like right. it. Right. Then, then uh, Thursday night went with the classic staple. No one, no one's going to be upset with that. Burgers and fries right there. Grilling burgers and the fries in the air fryer. Yeah. Hit, doing the hits. And then, uh, and then pizza night there on, on Friday. So that you know, that was obviously a good one. Uh, I was going to do a Sunday bar on Friday. I was going to get some ice cream and some other stuff like that. But Commish Jr., as you you well know, got a little sick. And so, you know, all the toppings and all that stuff wasn't going to be right for that. So that kind of threw my my plans on its side a little bit. So in the midst of it, I had all these plans laid out. But here's, you know, the best laid plans, you know, never, never work out. Right. So, you know, eventually somebody's going to get sick or something's going to change. and It's going to deviate the thing. So I had to talk to the girls to make sure that they, uh, they understood like, Hey, you know, daddy's going to work a little extra with, um, with, you know, commish junior here because he's sick and I got to keep an eye on him. So, and they're totally great about it. Uh, they'd got all their homework done when they needed to vitamin C last 24 hours. Whoa. Only nature's bounty does. What is that? Is that me? Hour plus has that, longer last. Might be me. I might have a window open. Plus herbal. Yeah, that's you, dude. Oh wow! Look at left on that ESPN. Look at that little advertisement brought to you. We don't know by who. That's got, the vitamin C. But I'm on. I was just drinking emergency in a little bit there. That that's was wild. Crazy. Maybe it was listening to us. Uh oh, the algorithm's getting us. Um. So I I had to you know tell them hey you know you guys got to figure it out for you're gonna be a little on your own a little bit but. You know, that's where I broke, I broke a rule. I needed to break a rule. So they got a little extra TV time on Thursday. I was, I, yeah, I was going to ask, is there like, um, I'm the cool dad, like slide a little like individually wrapped like candy bar or just like a little bit more TV or like an extra 30 minutes on one of the shows. Yeah. Oh, all, all of the above. We're just, <laughs> we're just, we're horse trading at this point, you know, and you know, it's, it's cookies and hair. Don't tell your brother. Cause he can't eat any of that stuff. He's going to get sick. And so it's yeah. like, don't tell your brother, just we'll eat it in here, you know? And, uh, and they were cool with it. They're great. I mean, they, they really understand, but I think it all starts with like having a good routine, you know, trying to create a plan. If it has to pivot, you know, explain to them, hopefully your kids are old enough to explain with it. I'll tell you what, there's nothing more challenging than trying to rationalize with a two and a half year old that they cannot have a treat because if they eat it, they will immediately throw up. So, because my, my young son was vomiting every time he ate food. So it's like, <laughs> look, dude, you can only eat crackers. I know they're having pizza, but you can only have <laughs> pasta plain pasta that's it you know what i mean yeah that's gonna be tough well i mean probably also this isn't just necessarily because mom's at the house but i mean there's a time also to kind of 
like empower them to help with the, their siblings right like especially yes. like the oldest or whatever it's just like hey like he like could really need need your help on this buddy or like if you could help me out with this or just kind of like assign little things or where they're just like oh yeah it's like you know it's dad and i team enough to help like run this household oh yeah absolutely yeah no it's a great point as is giving them little tasks to do to, to help you be helpful right and being okay with however they do it so if you could give them just like hey go get you know forks for everybody for the table now get everyone's plates for the table Right. And we have a little cubby set up so that they, they can get their plates and their forks in a drawer that's low enough for them to help. You know, get your cups. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, they love feeding uh, the dog. Right. So get the dog, go into the into the garage where he keep his food, get two scoops out, you know, put that there. I think it's very important when you give directions to kids to give them like short and concise. You know what I mean? Don't give them these layered things to do. Give them very like go to the garage, get two scoops of dog food and put the top back on the dog food container, right? Yeah. Like very concise, very short. They can do those three yeah, things. And then, yeah. Yeah. and then you're, you're creating an environment to keep them successful. So uh, on the flip side, like as a, you know, as a parent and a partner, like what do you like to do to prep your partner to help your partner when you leave town? Like, is there... You know, is, is there anything like extra, like, I don't know, like try to get all the laundry replaced or at least like try to get everything that can be controlled, like before you head out? Like, is it, you know, you try to call them back at the right time? Like what, is there anything on the other end that you can do to help out your partner? Yeah, the, good, good question. Yeah, I think it's the, the most important thing is, is like, so we have, you know, bedtime routines and things like that. But I would say like trying to FaceTime, you know, thank God for, you know, the advent of the iPhone and all that other stuff. It makes it so easy to communicate with everybody. So you know, holds to it as best as possible or find that time when you know that they're going to be, you know, post dinner before bedtime, knock out, you know, 10, 15 minutes to FaceTime. You know, to me, that's the most important thing. You know what I mean? Um, you know, sometimes you can leave a note behind. Sometimes when you leave, you can kind of set the expectation like, hey, you know, I'm heading out of town. So, you know, you're the oldest. I need you to really help out mom. I'm looking for a good report. Same thing with the middle one, too. Um, yeah, you can try and do as much, you know, chores beforehand, but you know, the, there, there's always chores. There's always yeah. stuff that needs to be done. How's it going to be ripped apart in a matter of minutes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, sweet brother. Well, thanks. Always appreciate that little glimpse inside of the house. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right, guys, the Apostle showdown, bring us to that jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. All right, brother, doing top reality shows. Here's why we're doing top reality shows. I want to tell you my number one reality show. I don't know if we've talked about it. I'm not a big reality guy out of the gate. Like, I don't watch any of The Bachelors. Like, you know, I did it once when I had a girlfriend. Like, don't really, like, never watched the real world back in the day. Accidentally got sub subbed into, like, ass season of Big Brother. Are you into reality shows? Kind of like those down the middle ones? Um, there's one show that is on the list that I watch still but all the rest of them i haven't watched in a long time there was a moment in time where i liked them i like the competition ones more so than anything like the the bachelor like you talked about the dating shows like eh, i don't know you know they're they're kind of junk food tv they are kind of the empty, empty calories like oh we'll see when we get on our list but that might be a good distinction i mean there's somewhere it's um 
well, I don't want to spoil any on your list, but I won't get specific, but I, I guess I don't watch a ton of cooking ones, but I guess there is, uh, you know, like whatever top chef or something. It seems to like, it's a little bit more like legit. It's aspiring chefs that actually want to be like chefs, like working hard to like show their crafts. And so there's just like a little bit more legitimacy to it, like a little bit more like heart to it, as opposed to just like, you know, check out these douchebags, like trying to hit on this chick for 16 episodes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Like there's a difference between sweet. Great. So I'm watching like two people <laughs> fuck and like shadows with, yeah. with just just the sound effects exactly yeah. exactly yeah and then uh uh although we did get into a dating show actually you and i in the pandemic you want me to get in my number three what's your number three buddy do you remember early pandy love, love is, is blind? blind it's on my list bro it's my number three Oh, are we tied? Perfect. Yeah. Beautiful. We got into, yes. I actually had, yeah, I, cause I had on my constellation, uh, love on the spectrum, which is, I mean, it just rips my heart out. Like all these people on it. It's like, it's actually Michael like, from love on the spectrum. Yes, do you watch is the it? Fucking shit. Yes. This it. dude is the man, dude. He was just <laughs> like, he was just like, if my great, when I die, my, my, my wife would say, knowing that he loved me was the greatest joy of my life. He's fucking awesome. He's the I man. I know, it's so great. Like, and watch him, watch him like call like his last day and it's just like, oh, I finally found love. And he's just like, you think it would be okay if we could just be friends? And I'm just like, shoot your shot, shooter. Man, this guy is just like, not yeah. just settling for, he wants his wife, but he's not selling for anybody. Like he'll- Yeah, he's picky. I guess there's a second season. I haven't seen the second season. That's what that's what brought it to my head because I just fired it up. Did second you? season came out like last Wednesday, yeah. Ooh. It's, uh, it's dusty bro it's dusty well yeah. okay. anyway i love how we said no dating shows and then like the first two out of the case <laughs> um love is blind number three did we talk about this on the pod we started covering tv shows like early pandemic we we're just like there's never going to be any sports again so we have to convert this podcast to something else yep. i know we did like tiger king i don't remember if we did love is we blind. did tiger king and love is blind because those were the one a one b of early pandemic that was like all right we can we can handle this this is easy easy lifting Easy peasy. Oh uh, yeah, there seems yeah, I'd like I like Love is Blind as a reality show. There seems something, I don't know, had like a genuineness to it. Uh and maybe unlike The Bachelor, like it wasn't just like one person trying to find a mate. Like you have all yeah. these people, so you could kind of have like the disaster couple where you're like, that's not gonna work. And you're like, she drinks too much. But then you also have like the legit, like the main two. I don't remember what their name is, but uh, Kevin I Lauren. Like, I mean, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. right. Was that it? Did you say yeah, Cam and Lauren? Yeah, Cam yeah. and Lauren, and then <laughs> Then there was the the crazy dude, the one that fought who's like really young, Gianna, Gianna, Giannini, and and Damien, the like redheaded guy who was kind of goofy looking. You're like, what? I don't get these two at all. Yeah. And then the one chick who was just nuts. Remember her? She was like drinking all the time. And I remember she came back, yeah, because she she was with that one guy, but then she wanted the guy that's in the other relationship, but she still yes. broke his heart and he didn't come back. Like they have bonus episodes now, like one year later or something, like they go to cam and what Lauren's uh, like, it's either like one year anniversary or like pre-marriage party or something. And they all meet up and everyone comes except for that, uh, that short dude that got his Mark. Like, Mark. Yeah. Yep. Got totally railroaded by. That yeah. He got dicked by Mark. Jessica. Yeah. yeah. He's a short king. What's up, baby. Short gang, gang. Um, all right, bro. My number two spot. Well, so that's going to be a dead tie. You guys not scoring works. Say the same yeah. thing. Dead, dead. Uh, Hell's dead Kitchen. Dead. I brought Ooh. up some. I do. I I enjoy Gordon Ramsay. I don't know if I like his hotel one a little bit more. Maybe I do. But this one 
feels like the one that started it all. Yeah. But, um, Does he do the kitchen confidential when he would go into restaurants and like just berate these owners? Was that him as well this, too? I think that's this one. Or is that kitchen is that rescue? Because there's like bar rescue and it's not bar rescue. Because that's Yeah, that's John can. Taffer. Yeah, but this guy goes like hotel rescue. I thought it was Hell's Kitchen. Maybe something else, but that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the one where he goes in, there's just like this, their menu shit, they're serving food and he helps them kind of like train the in-house staff and tell yes. them like, you can't like, you know, don't use fucking frozen hush puppies, like all that little shit. Like, try to, like You're cooking this in a microwave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they like, then he has some crying by the end and they're hugging and then he's off down the street again. That's the one. That's the yeah, one. yeah, I like that. I That's a good one because I think there's another Gordon Ramsay, the one that has the classic meme where he puts the two pieces of bread on either side. He's like, what are you? And she's like, an idiot sandwich. Yeah. And that's more of the competition side where it's two teams. Yeah, yeah, I want the competition. Yeah, I want the. Yeah, you want him rescuing rescuing real life people. Oh, I totally forgot about that genre. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, my number two. That was your number two, right? I I think it's kitchen. I think it's kitchen nightmares. Kitchen nightmares. Yeah, I think that's where he goes and fixes the people's shit. I don't know. So we're gonna dock me a point. I was gonna say you should dock yourself a point. You dock okay. me a point. Well, now that you said it, I'm giving myself bonus points. Oh, you got a bonus two points. For, yeah, because you're, uh, you're kind of it's you're kind of like you're yelling at the officials. So I got a T. I got a T. Oh man, I, I just got red point. carded. I thought you said you were a right <laughs> spider. Um, all right, my number two. You know, I like competition. I know, buddy. But my competition just doesn't extend to the field. It also extends to the runway. I'm talking about Project Runway, sir. Okay. So I always got confused. Like, what is this? This show is. It's not models competing. It's designers competing, right? Yes. You're thinking of America's Next Top Model, which is Tyra Banks, who talks about smizing. That's smiling with your eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a totally different genre. And not for here, sir. Not at all. I'm talking about the Heidi Klum vehicle with Project Runway with designers and Tim Gunn. Tim Tim Gunn will find its way into your heart. And he'll also make you dusty a time or two. Okay, Tim so what's, what's what's the redeeming thing about Tim Gunn? Like, he seems like people seem to be like a fan of his. What is it about? Like, is he like rooting for the designers? Is yes. he like a shoulder to cry on? Like, is he kind of he's, like he's all of it? He's yes, he's the heart of the show. He, but he literally doesn't have he does have a Ramsey thing where he's just like, no, like I can't kind. believe like where did you learn how to sew? And he's like throwing sewing machines across the room and shit. That doesn't that's not he, no no no. He's he's a softy, but every once in a while, Tim Gunn will be firm. He'll lay it down. He doesn't see it. What are you doing with all your time? You're wasting your time. He'll hold you accountable, but he's trying to get the best out of these designers. And then they do the runway. It's usually Heidi Klum, Nina Garcia from like <laughs> Elle magazine. And then this is all I know about uh, uh, fashion. Zach Posen every once in a while, Michael Kors every once in a while. And then Tim Gunn is right there. It's a great show. It's fun. It's exciting. I don't know for me. Like, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm a stupid guy, but I literally don't know, like, like what's good and what's not good. Like, I'll be like, that's right, awesome. Exactly, yeah. And Dr. Right. Business Commission will be like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, isn't that cool? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Cool. No, it's not cool. Not the cool. The shirt works. The jacket I think, works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's covering all our bits for sure. Then yeah. my favorite thing is, is just for me to envision, like, if I was able to sneak my way into, like, with the first round and just, like, just me and just, like, trying to sew a thing together, it'd be yeah. disaster. <laughs> That's my number two. It's, it's, that show. it's like the Billy Madison or whatever, like, when it's, like, this side, like, they're trying to, like, do paint the painting competition or something. And he just, like, basically is just, like, he's good. He's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I colored the, I colored the model blue because I've never seen a blue model before. Oh, yeah. 
you like sew your sleeve to your shirt. You're just like, they're good. Okay. Um, number one, I will give you the win if you don't actually find this show funny. I, I'm not kidding. Usually not my genre. It's found on True TV, so it's already insane. I think I've seen every episode. I'm absolutely addicted to it. It's my go-to Helltale watch. Impractical Jokers is a funny fucking show. Oh, I would not have pegged this on you, B. It's I, I you wouldn't because I mean it kind of just looks like like trash comedy that's not going to be, but it's just like four guys that are like real life friends and they yeah. just. I don't, it's not as zany as the title sounds, you know, it's not just like, oh, like oh, sitting on a whoopee cushion in the middle. It's just they put themselves in a situation with like real life people where they have to say things and just watching them try to say it. It's just it's it's so fucking funny. Like just do yourself a solid next time you're traveling or something or you just need some bullshit TV on the background. Throw it on and see if you don't LOL a few times, bro. I, I'm right there with you. I'm a big fan of Sal Volcano. Yeah, uh, I listen to his couple of podcasts. Uh, Q. What's the other guy's name? There's four of them, right? Yeah, it's a uh, Q Sal. Um, oh shit, put on the spot. I can remember all the names. Uh, Q Merv, Jordy. Merv. No, not Jordy. Q Sal Merv and what's the other one? No, this is great. Google time. Google time. I just did uh, that to fuck you up. To help I know, you man. I almost got to lose if I didn't get it. Joe. His name is Joe. God damn. Get much more right down the fucking middle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what's your uh, top spot, bro? This is, I watch this religiously. I love this show. It's competition. Mm-hmm. It's hot, hot chicks and dudes hooking up occasionally. I know I'm not there for that, but they, they all look pretty good. Sure. Uh, and lots of drama in the house. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the challenge on MTV. Mm. i will not they, they pulled from all sorts of different walks of life so it used to just be like real world and road rules now they pulled from big brother they pulled from like are you the one they pulled from dating games amazing race all these people now they even have the the pros versus challengers where they have like lolo jones olympic athlete coming competing against them uh it's a good time man all right, so that's one. Give me three other names of people that have been on this show. TJ Lavin is the host. Uh-huh. Uh, I know that. Johnny Bananas, who's who's yeah. parlayed his way into actual TV hosting. Yeah. Um, Stream. Uh, Terrell Owens in the in the pros versus Joe's uh, version of All it. Right. Was well, you turn this yeah. Neapolitan into a real pros versus Joe's. That's uh-huh. a weird, most awesome. Oh. He got it. My number one, I couldn't name all four people. That was legit <laughs> stage fright. Sorry, bro. You know, I didn't mean to put up. you on the spot, but I kind of get dubs. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I hope, I hope them, they know that I'm not kidding. I watch that show currently, like all the time. I love that there's like 30 seasons. Um, all right, Brandon, a gambling corner. Bring us to the jam real fast. up i did have my picks but here's what i wanted to do we'll drop to we'll leave the picks where the picks belong they belong on our insta so if you need to see our yes. picks that's where you go find it i did uh in honor of we have kind of a high spread this week we have the bills favored by 16 and a half points over the uh they play the jaguars right 
I'm sorry. What's that? Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. Uh oh, shit. Uh, no, no. I think it's. I think Bills Jaguars are playing this week. Trying to get the schedule up for next week. Somebody's fucking in at Bills at Bills at Texans. Texans at Bills. Texans. Texans. Yeah, Texans at Bills. Okay, so uh, that's a sixteen and a half point spread. Ooh. So um, I was going to give you real fast just to show you how big the spread is. Cause I was like, how big is that? Like, I remember the Vikings being favored over the bills three years ago by like 17 points and losing that game in Minnesota. Um, here's the point. Chiefs first Jets 2020 week eight, the uh, chiefs favored by 20 and a half Patriots at box 1976 week 14 Patriots favored by 21 Patriots at dolphins 2007 week seven Patriots favored by 22 Cowboys week three against the bucks 1977, 23. Uh, and we'll go to the top spot. Biggest one of all time was Broncos versus the Jaguars, 2013 week sets, minus 28. Out of these top 10 biggest spreads in the 20 points, there's only been one team ever that's covered a 20 point spread. Point is, when these spreads get high, they become super difficult to cover because that's yes. a lot because you also have to go against like the backdoor spread. So let's say this Buffalo thing's, you know, it's 16, even if they're up by 21 going into the fourth quarter the bills over the Texans, then you can still have, you know, that, that jump touchdown at the end. So these are just big spreads. One, one of the, uh, one team has covered 20 points. We're not quite there with this. And I mean, it gets a little easier, but just, I don't know, stay, stay clear of those high spreads. Yeah. Cause it's really what it's doing is, is just teasing you to just try and bet the, the like you know, each- get equal parts, right. They're trying to get yeah, equal yeah. parts. Yeah, I mean, some some people are going to want to take all those points. Obviously, other people, you know, when it when it gets this big, you can just see a team running away with it. It's also what kind of football team you have. You right. know, like even if like the Buccaneers are just as good. I mean, if obviously just as good, if not better than the Bills, but the Bills t- tend to score a lot more points. But the Buc- right. like it it just feels like the Bills have more likelihood to win a game, like you know, forty to seventeen than maybe like the Buccaneers would. Well, just, like, just like doesn't win games like that. Well, yeah, just last week they beat 43-21 against the, the Washington football team, a much more competent team, we would say, right? Than... Yeah, yeah and, the, and the week week before that, like I think they won by, like over the Dolphins, I think it was it was a couple of touchdowns at least, double digits. What was it, bro? Show them, uh, they, they, show yeah, 35-0. 35-0, boom. Boom, that's you a couple touchdowns, motherfucker. You yeah, heard so me. Yeah, it looks like they're growing. I did hear you, bro. Um, all right, so just check out those big lines, guys. If you want to shoot us an email, it may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. Look for my picks. Um, last year I said I was gonna go four and to get me back on that road to five hundred. Still on the road to five hundred. I did go two and two. There you go. So that, That's five hundred. That yeah, <laughs> that puts us at three and seven. So gotta get a little away. closer. Chip, 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 yeah, chip it away. We'll get tighter. I've, so you, <laughs> you lost all the money you had to gamble all year long in the first two weeks. Sorry about that, guys. Take out a yeah. loan. We'll get you back. Look, we'll every, back. Every, every redemption story starts from the bottom, right? You're here. <laughs> We're now. We're moving forward. It may be sports podcast episode 186. Um, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, MVP <laughs> of the week's real fast. I was like, there's one more thing I'm forgetting. This licorice pizza trailer, bro. This licorice pizza trailer. Boy Cooper Hoffman, starring Cooper Hoffman, which is Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. Uh, Pretty big role. He looks pretty legit. It's got a boy, Bradley Cooper, in it. Comes out. Oh, yes. I was was almost going to make a joke. 
because I was like, is Cooper Hoffman named after your favorite Bradley Cooper? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, this is P.T. Anderson. P.T. Anderson is heads and shoulders, my favorite director of all time. Like, definitely oh, three of his movies in my top like 20. This is, I've, I haven't been this excited about a movie probably since Inherit Vice, which was dog shit. So hopefully we'll correct. Hopefully, hopefully it'll come back on the other side yeah, for yeah, you I there. So. I think so, yeah. Inherit Vice looked like it had a different vibe to it. This looks like good old fashioned ensemble storytelling. It's just like, kids like in first love like with bradley cooper it's just like yeah beep, 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 beep. sign me up sign me sign up, me up. So I'm, I'm i'm here day sign one me. opening night sign me up. let's go perfect uh, who's your mvp buddy oh well on a little bit more of a somber note audience uh we had a member of our family pass away we're talking about pop pops our 104 year old grandfather uh and I, I say us ours because when you ever if you ever met pop pops He'd always introduce himself as grandpa. He'd tell you to call him as grandpa. Didn't matter who you were, who you are to him. He was always the, the oldest guy in the room. So he referred to you as grandpa. So Dr. Miss is the commission went out there to, uh, to remember uh, and, and spread love. So uh, audience, we lost a, a beloved member of our family, but uh, he's up there and uh, he is my MVP of the week. Audience, pop pops. We love you. Uh, nice, bro. Sorry Thanks. You're good. Um, well, I am Brantana. Watch you sign yourself off. Damn it. All right. Uh, audience. The tribe has spoken. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.